think uh, Charlie's going to join? Chaz saying, "Dude, we're we're on." <laughs> <laughs> All right, good evening, listeners, and welcome to Sports Bets Fun. We're recording the show live tonight, special Thanksgiving edition. As our name suggests, we talk sports, make bets, and have fun doing it all. We hope you enjoy tonight's show. In addition to our podcast, be sure to follow us on Twitter at Sports Bets Fun. I'm Maddie Money, and joining me is the rest of the Sports Bets Fun crew. Our co-hosts, Mickey Sanrino and Scotty B. Good, are here tonight. Mickey. How's it going? How's your Thanksgiving been? It's been good. Eating a lot of food, making bets for the weekend, talking games. We got a special treat tonight. Our listeners can't see this, but for the first time, the three of us are in the same room in a clandestine location. Um, sharing, breaking bread and talking sports, making bets and having fun. Absolutely. And Scotty, be good, man. You've already hit the uh, hit the uh, hit some winners today already. So tell, tell our listeners a little bit about that. Man, off to a good start this weekend, man. Sure. Uh, and I just got to say, it's awesome to be here with you guys. Uh, so thankful to have you here. Hope all our listeners out there having a great Thanksgiving. But yeah, as Maddie Money said, man, off to a fire start today. 3-0 on the day. A couple straight up picks. Uh, if you guys didn't know, you now, now you know. I'm pretty good at NFL picks as well. Um, so, yeah, more to come on that. Um, and some big news. Some big news coming out of today. Um, I'm on Twitter. Whoa, <laughs> that's a big news, man. Big news at Scotty Betts, right? At Scotty Betts. That's exactly right. Hey, and in fact, I actually shared my, my lock of the day, that Texans game, put some big money on that game. Texans minus three. They covered that spread easily, as I said they would, and made a lot of people some money today. Hey, uh, you know, you joined Twitter. Just want to let everyone know, Twitter stock is up 17 cents in after I was trading since you joined. So I move the market, Scotty. It's a fact. Excellent. Well, we do have a great show tonight. So, Mickey, why don't you uh, tell our listeners what's on tap? Yeah, enough about us. Uh, we have an exciting show for our listeners tonight. As always, we're going to take a quick whip around some of the more intriguing headlines this week in the world of sports. We'll discuss the first CFP rankings that were released on Tuesday, what the committee got right and what we disagree with. We'll be breaking down the top college football games for this weekend. There's some good ones. We got UNC Notre Dame. We got Michigan Penn State. We got Texas Iowa State and some more. And of course, we'll be sharing our money making picks with you. Be sure to stick around for those so you can make yourself a little extra cash and treat yourself to a nice steak dinner over the weekend. Let's get started, Maddie. What are our headlines? What do you got for us this week? Yeah, well, no, this is great and uh, a lot of a lot of big news this week. Unfortunately. When you're looking at games being uh, postponed or canceled, these things can, seem to be changing pretty quickly. But uh, a couple of the more notable games that are either postponed or canceled this week. Number seven, Cincinnati at Temple. Minnesota at number 16, Wisconsin. Number 25, Tulsa at Houston. And number 11, Oklahoma versus West Virginia. Those games are all either postponed or canceled. Another big one, number four, Ohio State's game versus Illinois appears to be in jeopardy after there's reports out of Columbus uh, yesterday and today saying that a handful of Buckeye players apparently tested positive for COVID. So apparently they were going to be making a decision. I had heard today from one of the reports I saw, but I've not seen if that decision has been made. 
I did see that Justin Fields and several other key starters were at practice yesterday. So apparently we're not among those tested positive. So we'll, we'll have to see how that plays out. Now the latest we got uh, from earlier today, Ohio state practiced on Thanksgiving. They're still preparing to play against Illinois. Uh, hopeful that even though with the rumors of Corona, there has been no announcement yet. Um, TV 10 in Columbus is reporting that uh, with multiple players testing positive, the game is still scheduled. That's great. Uh, hopefully it stays that way. Uh, I believe it's a noon kickoff on Saturday. Uh, some other news from the college football playoff committee. Obviously, they released their initial rankings on Tuesday. Bama, Notre Dame, Clemson, Ohio State were the top four. That was no surprise. Uh, we'll be diving into those here in just a few minutes. Uh, another headline we saw is uh, Vanderbilt is weighing using a female soccer player to kick. Uh, kind of reminds me of the movie Necessary Roughness with Kathy Ireland. So uh, I don't know if uh, you know Vanderbilt, they're playing – uh, no, the game was switched. They were supposed to be playing Tennessee, and they shuffled that around. I believe they're playing Mizzou, but it'll be interesting to see if uh, when they take the field, they have female kicker. I'm pumped about this. If she can kick, get her on the field, let's uh, let's get after it. Uh, Vanderbilt's kickers are three for seven this year, so if they could use an upgrade, hopefully she brings it. I'd like to see more of this in college football. Excellent. Yeah, hey, let Icebox play. Let's go. I like it. I like it. And, and uh, Scotty. <laughs> The last headline we, we 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 saw was big news out of Tuscaloosa. Alabama's head coach Nick Saban's tested positive for COVID nineteen again, and his status for the game versus Auburn is up in the air. What uh, being the SEC guy, the SEC insider, big Tennessee Volunteer fan, I know Nick Saban and Alabama. Um, you you always keep a close eye on them. But what are your thoughts on uh, Nick Saban testing positive for COVID again? Well, my best guess would be that he's right now he's currently looking for some negative tests on the black market. So <laughs> <laughs> find a way to wiggle in there, man. But, you know, guys, with everyone getting more accustomed to the new virtual world that we're currently living in, you know, Alabama and Saban, they got the best technology in the world at their hands. I'm not really sure it's going to impact the game that much. Listen, you know, Saban's going to be in each of those coaches' headsets calling the shots when needed. Um, and, you know, I think Alabama's going to be handling their business in a high-scoring affair this weekend. I mean, maybe this is Nick Saban's way of uh, pumping the team up. He did it against Georgia, and he miraculously coached on Saturday. Maybe Auburn's another big game for Alabama. Maybe this is maybe this is his new playbook this year. Test positive for COVID, have a couple negative tests, come out on Saturday and coach, throw the headset down a little bit, and uh, lead the team to victory. Yeah, hey, like I said, he he he's going to be coaching just from afar. But yeah, Alabama's going to be fine. So let me ask you guys this before yeah. we jump into the our segment on the college football playoffs. What do you think this does to the line? Do you think that we're going to see the line move a little bit over the next day or so? It hasn't moved yet. I think it may move from twenty five and a half to twenty four and a half, but it's still three plus score line. Yeah, we were guys earlier today. We were talking about this game, right? Going back and forth on this spread and what we were thinking, and yeah, I'm, you know, that's a, that's a huge spread. <laughs> Yeah, well, for a rivalry game as is, but if you look at uh, when they played in Tuscaloosa the past few years, I know, Mickey, you were diving these numbers. Alabama's just handled, manhandled uh, Auburn in those games. Yeah, we'll so be talking about that later, actually. We definitely will. Well, we'll be getting to our picks later, and uh, for those of you who've been following, uh, we've been having some pretty successful runs here, uh, especially in the last few weeks, but we're going to save that for the end of the show. Uh, Mickey, why don't we move on? Let's get into the main topic of the day. Yeah, so we're breaking down the – College football playoff rankings. They were announced just a couple days ago on Tuesday. Uh, no surprises at the top. I, I think, generally speaking, some of the surprises or some of the, 
the notables that came out, Cincinnati at seven, Georgia surprisingly in the top 10 at nine. Uh, is that the line of demarcation, if you will, with who's above and who's below? And then, uh, you know, most surprisingly, I mean, you might nitpick some teams down in the, the bottom there, but BYU at 14, nine and oh. Uh, Maddie, what are your thoughts? Well, you know, I look at this, a couple things jumped out at me as an Ohio State fan, them being number four, Clemson being number three. That was a topic that they were discussing on the shows was a lot of folks thought maybe Ohio State should be number three. Uh, it didn't bother me where the Bucs were rated. I think Clemson's loss in overtime to Notre Dame without Trevor Lawrence warrants them being number three. Buckeyes went out. They'll be they'll be in the playoffs. So nothing too big about that. I was Somewhat surprised seeing Cincinnati at number seven, but BYU outside the top 10. I thought both those teams, whether they were going to be in the top 10 on the cusp of it or a little bit outside, I thought they'd be grouped a little bit more together. So um, the nature of them being group of five teams, I was surprised to see one at number seven, the other uh, outside the top 10 at number 14 with BYU. So that caught me off guard. And then the other big one that, uh, I know Georgia's getting a lot of notes, but for me, it was Oklahoma, 6-2. and two. They look good the last few weeks, but they're ranked number 11. Iowa State, who beat them, also 6-2, and two, is a couple spots back. I'm just wondering, doesn't head-to-head come in when you have the same record, similar, uh, you're in the same conference, so you're playing the same opponents, and you're both 6-2, and two, and Iowa State beat Oklahoma earlier in the year. I sort of feel like there's some recency bias here with Oklahoma, but personally, I think they need to – be punished for that loss to Kansas State. And uh, that was a bad loss beginning of the year and also Iowa State. So I was surprised to see them up at number 11. I thought they'd be back more uh, around 15, 16, 17. Yeah, I mean, just taking a quick peek at this, um, you know, like like you were saying earlier, um, anybody outside the top 10 there, guys, I, you know, I don't see a big push for the Final Four. Um, I'm still looking at that, that number five spot there, Texas A&M. You know, we've been talking about them all season, and Mickey, he's been high on them really early on, and I've, I've been in agreement thus far. So I really am interested to see how this SEC, you know, shakes out, right, and uh, how this how, – what the once the SEC championship game's played and um, see where the chips fall there because I, I really feel like um, Texas A&M, they're, they're hanging strong. I don't see them losing another game this year, and I think they're going to squeak into that top four. Or they could. Good, good chance to. Yeah, it'll be tough. Notre Dame, uh, them beating Clemson – gives them the inside track, depending on how the ACC championship game goes. A&M can still play their way in. Uh, if they win out Florida, they upset Alabama. That probably gets them in. Uh, if they make it to the SEC championship, the one loss. I don't know what Cincinnati is going to have to do. I think they're going to need teams ahead of them to lose. Northwestern can can win their way in. I, I think once you get beyond Georgia, Miami needs chaos to potentially get to the ACC championship game get in. Oklahoma needs a lot of teams to lose. Indiana just needs COVID to keep impacting Ohio State's schedule. But uh, the one team that I'm, I'm surprised to see down at number 20 is probably the pod's favorite team, the Coastal Carolina Chanticleers. 8-0, big win over App State last week. Kind of surprised they maybe didn't bump their way into the, uh, you know, around that 15, 16, 17 range. A little, little lack of respect maybe to the Chants, but hey, you know what? Hey, they got it. They still got time. They still got, they got Liberty coming up on the schedule, right? The uh, they still have time to rise to yeah, the rankings. Absolutely, dude. They're a tough team. Yeah. So I want to come back to this, though, because the Texas A&M and, you know, it's you guys have been high on them. And then they're a good football team and ranked in number five. They, they do have the head-to-head win over Florida. So 
got to respect that. I just don't really see a realistic path for them into the playoffs. And I'm looking at the more I see this, okay, let's say Clemson goes in and beats Notre Dame by 10, 14 points in the ACC championship game. And Clemson rises to number two. Notre Dame still has a victory over the number two team in the country on their resume. If they were to finish, you know, nine and one or 10 and one, Florida losing, let's say to Alabama in the SEC championship game is going to knock Florida down a little bit. Maybe they fall to eight, nine, 10. So now you're comparing Notre Dame with a win against the number two team versus say a Texas A&M with a win against the number you know, 10 team. It's just that I see that being hard for A&M to really, really have the opportunity. Uh, and this is assuming Ohio state's going to win out and Bama wins out. So I'm not as high on A&M. I just, I just think the path is is they're the ones that need chaos to happen. Well, the Notre Dame beating Clemson in the ACC championship game is not chaos. Um, I'll admit when I made the Texas A&M prognostication earlier this season, I was looking at uh, Clemson going to Notre Dame and beating Notre Dame at that time. I didn't really think they would be there, but looking at the teams around in the top. So you're, you're thinking if, if, if Notre Dame – beats Clemson hands in their second loss. Yeah, definitely the, that number four spot would then open up because Clemson would fall. You'd have Ohio State at, let's say, three, Notre Dame at two, Alabama at one. And then you have A&M, who's got the head-to-head over Florida, obviously, and would probably would have a good chance. Well, then you're probably talking it's between A&M and Cincinnati. Well, and, and who knows how the committee is going to evaluate 2020. I, I would imagine a one-loss SEC team is going to get the nod over uh, – AAC team. Well, you know, Mickey, a little bit later on in some of our games of interest, you're probably going to be talking about Notre Dame a little bit more, right? Um, but right now, um, I've, I've been saying this for the last few weeks, too. I, I feel like, you know, Clemson's got that – they've already got that ACC game circled, that championship game circled. And, and I've, I've been calling this. Clemson's going to come into that game, and if it is Notre Dame they face, they're, they're, going, to, they're going to stick it to them, okay? Like, I, I, I'm, I'm calling that right now. And that's where I feel like, you know, it's going to make things – the clarity in that, right? And that's how Texas A&M slips in is they get – Clemson's going to come in, hammer Notre Dame. Hammers Notre Dame. And, and, and Notre Dame, exactly. yeah, they lose by three or four touchdowns. Exactly. And that's the that's the most recent thing on the resume, bullet point on the resume. Is the committee going to view them as the top four team when, when they just got smoked? Yeah, that's that's an interesting take. I will say this, though, with A&M, you know, they hadn't played in a couple of weeks. You know, they've had two games canceled and – have six games on the resume uh, right now, uh, which uh, yeah, I'm curious how that's going to impact them too. Cause you know, Ohio state's going through this, they missed a game against Maryland. They have four games on their resume. You have Oregon down at number 15, who's three and zero out of the pack 12 that I know we've uh, talked a little bit about in prior shows is if, if they either them or USC run the table in the pack 12 and, you know, go six and oh, seven and oh, are they in the conversation? They'll be in the conversation. Uh, do they rise up into the top four? You know, that's, that's to be determined. Um, but yeah, it's a lot of interesting things. Um, the other one note I, I mentioned, Miami at number 10, seven and one, all they need is Clemson to slip up. Maybe this week against Pitt, maybe in the next couple of weeks, if Clemson gets that second loss in the ACC, Miami's in, in position to, you know, finish out their season with one loss in conference and, take on Notre Dame in the ACC championship game. And if they were to win that one, I mean, talk about sort of throwing a whole wrench into the system because they really haven't looked good at all. If you, if you, the eyeball test, if you're the committee. They got blown out by Clemson. That's, I think that leads, uh, that's a stain. 
they've got blown out. They haven't looked too impressive in their wins. So that would be that would be an interesting uh, thing to see happen. Uh, is it going to happen? Probably not. But um, if the committee puts an undefeated USC team in there, it's not beating a single ranked opponent. That's a sad day for college football. I do not want to see that. I think with the Miami, with the Pac-12 champion, if it's Oregon or USC and they're both undefeated and they play each other, the winner of that, if one of those teams were to get in, it's because Clemson, Notre Dame, Ohio State, A&M, Florida, one of those teams has probably lost another game along the way and didn't didn't fulfill the expectation of either winning their conference or, in Notre Dame's case, a, a hard-fought loss to Clemson might let them get in. It's kind of thing. Maddie. Yeah. Give me the four teams that are going to be in College Clips right now. Alabama, Ohio State, Clemson, Notre Dame. Whoa. Two ACC teams. You're going out on a ledge. Whoa. Whoa. Well, Notre Dame, I think Notre Dame is going to lose to Clemson in the ACC. They'd have to lose Clemson in the ACC championship game for Clemson to get in. I don't think it's going to be as, as big of a blowout as Scotty. I know you're you're predicting. I think because of that, and I'm not convinced AM finishes the season with only one loss. They still got a few games to play, and they're a good football team, but good football teams can lose a few games. So we'll see how that plays. I believe they still have um Auburn on their schedule. I might be wrong on that. I thought they had Auburn on their schedule. I ended up LSU and one, I think Tennessee. Yeah, okay, that's right. But LSU's whoa, whoa, yeah. been getting me right, right. Yeah, yeah, you know. <laughs> so you're like, take them out, right, with Tennessee in there. So, but, uh, well, who do you got? Who are you for? Right now, my, my four would be. Who's going to finish the season top four? That If you had to predict, yeah. predict it today. So, I mean, Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State. And, and looking at this list, I, I'm going to go a and And the reason I'm saying that is, like I said, I'm going to stick to my guns here. Clemson hammers Notre Dame, puts them out of the picture. And I feel like Florida's good enough to beat Alabama, but they may beat them three out of ten games, right? So I do feel like Alabama's going to win that football game. Um, and then Texas A&M's going to be sitting there with their only loss to Alabama. And if Notre Dame gets beat like the way I expect them to, they're going to slide in that fourth position. I'm going to go contrarian here. So Nick Saban having COVID this week is the tip of the spear for COVID ravaging Alabama's program. Alabama's then going to lose to Florida in the SEC championship game, meaning Florida is going to make it at, I don't know, eight, nine, nine and one. Notre Dame is going to beat Clemson. Uh, I, I'm on the record as saying Notre Dame would have beat Clemson with Trevor Lawrence as Clemson's quarterback. I thought DJ Ugalele played a great game. Uh, Notre Dame won both lines of scrimmage, and I, you know, they needed overtime, double overtime to win, but I think they would have won that game. No matter what, Ohio State uh, is my third team in the playoff, and then I'm going to go with because I pretty much have painted myself into a corner. AM, <laughs> I've called AM to be the fourth team. I, I think they, if they, who, who are you for again? AM, oh, you know, want to mess up? It'd be Alabama. Florida beats Alabama. Alabama's the fourth team, so it's going to be Florida. Because Alabama's going to have a head to head. State and Alabama. Yeah. So you want some contrarian. I'm just going to throw this out there. We don't need to dive into this. But, but, but let me throw out a scenario for you. Ohio State gets ravaged by COVID, doesn't, doesn't hit their six-game threshold to win the, the, big, the play for the Big Ten championship. Indiana gets in, finishes the season one loss, or maybe it's a Northwestern-Indiana championship, and Northwestern wins that, goes undefeated, wins the Big Ten. And then maybe the tip of the spear with Alabama, maybe they – 
fizzle down the stretch, losing a couple games, and then A&M works their way into the SEC championship, and you have a rematch with Florida. And let's say uh, Clemson loses another game and Miami sneaks in. All heck break loose. and Sounds, uh, like, sounds like the Chanticleers. Well, <laughs> right, yeah. BYU you got, and Chanticleers. You got Cincinnati. You got Coastal Carolina, maybe a Northwestern. Uh, that, would, that would be a pretty wild. Hey, this would be the year if anything like that happened. Come on. But. I will say this, though. We're talking Alabama. We're talking Notre Dame. We're talking Clemson. I think we all feel pretty good about that. We got some money-making picks that include those three teams a little bit later in the show. So we'll uh, stay tuned for those if you're listening to the show right now. And uh, you'll hear what our thoughts are on those games coming up shortly. Uh, we'll tell you what, let's, let's look a little bit deeper at some of the, the bigger games this week. You guys ready to dive into that? Sure, let's, going. let's do it. Excellent. Well, so Friday, tomorrow, we have number 13, Iowa State versus number 17, Texas. Both teams have two losses. This big uh, matchup in the Big 12. Uh, likely, a, probably an elimination game. See who's going to get into the conference championship. If either of these teams are going to do it, they're going to have to win this game. So Mickey, what's your take when you look at Iowa state, Texas, you know, Iowa state, Texas is a close one on the lines. I believe it was that Texas was given a half a point at home uh, over under on that one. I didn't jot it down, but I want to say it was like what? 62 and a half. It's a 56 and a half, 56 and a half. So I was only going to play a point or two. Uh, <laughs> you know, Texas won seven the last time. Uh, this is at home, uh, depending on how things happen down the stretch. And if everyone has next year of eligibility this year, Sam Ellinger is probably going to come back. But should be his last game in Austin. Iowa State's look crisp. They beat Kansas State 45 nothing. Uh, this is one of those those games where if Texas is, is back, they would win it. Tom Herman's on the hot seat. Uh, I just think it's at Texas. Texas winning seven of the last ten, even though I love what Matt Campbell's doing in Iowa State. Uh, I think Texas is gonna gonna take this one here. Uh, they're gonna win it at home. Yeah, I mean, this looking at this game, uh, this is a hard one to pick. You know, the more I researched it, I felt like the more my brain was telling me to go with Iowa State. But you know, you know my motto, right? I go with my gut, and my gut's telling me Texas is gonna win the game. But yeah, it, that that's a tough that's a tough pick right there. This should be a competitive game. It should be a great game. Well, I'm staying away from it as far as putting money on it. And I agree with you. I think it's going to be a tough competitive game. Matt Campbell, head coach at Iowa State, uh, he's he's one of those coaches that's going to be sought after, probably after this season, if not uh, in the near future. So it'll be interesting. I, if I if I had to roll a dice and pick someone, I'd probably say Iowa State. But they are on the road at Texas, and uh, yeah, probably probably closer to a toss up than than it looks. Well, if you're, I think if, if anything, if you're if you're looking at this game, you, you need to look at the over under on this one. And at 56 and a half, uh, I mean, if I was about to put money on it, I'd be, I'd be betting the over on that game, though, if you want to touch it. Are you, are you putting money on them, Scotty? You know, I'll probably end up putting money on them. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, I've not met a bet that I didn't like. Yeah, right? yeah, you know? yeah Scotty um, be good has not met a yeah. bet he didn't like. I yeah, love it. Yeah, love you it. know, I'm not coming out saying it's a lot, but I, I, do, I do like the over on that game. Um, you know, they're, they're both scoring a decent amount of points. You get points per game. You know, Iowa State's at 35 and Texas at 40. So they're 75 points a game, almost 20 points, you know, over over that that line. So we'll we'll see. I think that that's I think that's worth a 50 spot. All right. Another big game that's happening tomorrow. Number two, Notre Dame at number 19, North Carolina, the fighting Mac Browns. Uh I'm going to be making a, a bet later in the show, looking at the over/under on this. But uh, Mickey, 
what are you looking at? Yeah, I mean, Notre Dame going on the road on a Black Friday, giving five and a half, uh, and over under six, six and a half in this one. Look, you guys know this. I'm high on Notre Dame this year. I think they're actually a very good team, not a historically what they've been, which is a, a good team. They've taken that step and they proved that by beating Clemson. Uh, really, their only weakness when you look at their team is their their offensive playmakers on the outside. They still have some guys that go up and get the ball. I think their defensive backfield matches up really well uh, against UNC and UNC spread offense. One that scored back-to-back 50-point games, leads the ACC in yards per play at I think seven and a half yards a play and scoring offense in the 40s. Uh, this is going to be a high-scoring one. I'm liking the over here. I am liking Notre Dame to win, but I love what Mac Brown's building down in Chapel Hill. Sam Howell's a good young quarterback. This is one of those games where if North Carolina is going to take that step under Mac Brown, would not be surprised if they pulled the upset. I just think this Notre Dame team is too good to lose this game. Yeah, I, I mean, this is we're going to talk about this game a little bit more in detail on the picks because we both have a couple different picks on this game later on here. But I, yeah, think we're I, all, I think we're all picking this one later, right? Yeah, I, I think that's right. But, you know, that line, did it, it opened at five. It's already moved a point, um, moved to six now um, as I'm looking at it here. So um, you see the money's coming in on Notre Dame. Um, and, and I feel pretty confident that Notre Dame, as we were talking about earlier, like, you know, if they're a true contender, they, sh- they should put North Carolina away. And I feel like they should put them away pretty, you know, relatively easy. And if not, um, that's going to that's gonna have a lot of question marks around Notre Dame. And, and are they a true comp- or, you know, true contender? Um, so, yeah, excited to, to dig into our picks in here in just a few minutes and, and really and let you know what I think about that, that game. Excellent. And then on Saturday, we have three games uh, that we're, we're going to be watching for sure. And, Annoying. First one's number four, Ohio State at Illinois. Mickey and I are big Buckeye fans, obviously. So the Buckeyes are usually always on the slate of games we're going to be watching. But this one, I think, with all the recent news around COVID, what does that do with the Buckeyes? Which which players are in, which players are out? Um, they, they should manhandle Illinois, but uh, I think it's kind of an interesting look at. Either of you guys have any thoughts on that game? Yeah, I mean, Ohio State doesn't have anything to worry about this week. Not against Illinois. Um, they, they're favored, huge spread there, 28 on the road. But, yeah, as you say, I, I feel like they're going to roll that game. Excellent. And then a uh, big one down Tuscaloosa, number 22 Auburn, at number one Alabama, the Iron Bowl. Uh, this is always always a, a fun one, although Bama's had their number at home the last few years. Scotty, your SEC guy, tell us what you're seeing with these – with this one, man, Auburn, Alabama, in a tw- now the lines, yeah, it's twenty four and a half, and that, I mean, then they just, then that surprised you a little bit. You got such a rivalry, right? It, I mean, you got it, Auburn in the top twenty five. You know, it did, and then Mickey and I were going back and looking at some of the history, and and they've had some close games, but there's also been times where Bama's manhandled them, and it's always been at home. When Bama's been at home, I believe the last three times they played. Uh, the average margin of victory was pretty significant. So, and Bama's putting up, you know, 40, 50 points in those games. And that that kind of surprised me to look back. I knew they'd blown them out before, but uh, to see the last, I believe, three times, it was it was pretty impressive. Mickey, did you? Yeah, no, when they play in Tuscaloosa, Bama takes care of business. Uh, line right now, I think Bama's giving 24 and a half. Last I checked, uh, 62 and a half over under. That's the 62 and a half over under that popped into my head earlier. Uh you guys, you guys nailed it. When they play at uh, when they play at Jordan Hare, Auburn has some magic up their sleeves and has a shot to win those games. Always 
close, weird outcomes, whether it's the kick six, whether it's that fake punt last year, or whatever that drew, drew them offside at the end, but, uh, and a couple of pick sixes, if I remember correctly. Uh, whereas Bama, I think they, they hung 55 on them last time they played in, in Tuscaloosa. So I expect this one to, uh, to be high scoring. Curious the impact that Saban potentially not coaching was going to have, but I really think Bama's going to win, win big in this one. Don't know if they're going to cover a 24 and a half. I'm not, not betting this one, but I do think that over is definitely in play. It's going to, it's going to be a high scoring game. Yeah. I'm going to stay away from the spread for certain. Um, I'm staying away from this game. Yeah, period. I think it wouldn't listen, guys. It wouldn't surprise me if the game was ten to seven, Alabama wins, or if it was fifty-five to ten, Alabama wins. Right. So to me, there's just too many question marks right now. You know, surrounding that game, I, I'm staying away from. I, I can't wait to watch it. Right. Well, I'll tell you what. This this game is in uh, Maddie's money bets model. So we'll be we'll be following up on this and, and give you the giving you the pick on Ooh. that here shortly. Uh, before we jump in the pit and number three Clemson, I, I will say rivalry games, you know, we're, we're starting to hit those. There, there were some earlier in the season, but traditionally at the, you know, towards the end of the season is when a lot of these rivalry games happen. It'll be interesting to see when there's no crowd or, or half the size crowd, maybe down in the SEC or the big 12, 25% of the stadium full, a little bit different environment, a little bit different feeling uh, with the crowd, the crowd noise and what, and what kind of impact that would have. And traditionally in a rivalry game, uh, take Ohio State, Michigan here in a few weeks. What uh, what does that do? Does that limit the home team's advantage? You know, I don't know. We'll, we'll have to just wait and see. But uh, and, I, and I will say this: kudos to the initial SEC schedule makers for the the COVID season because Auburn, Alabama, traditional rivalry game Thanksgiving weekend, the Egg Bowl postponed, delayed, canceled. Unsure that was supposed to be played this weekend. Tennessee, Vanderbilt was supposed to be played this weekend. A lot of these traditional Rivalry games in the SEC were uh, that normally are played this weekend. We're scheduled to be played this weekend, whereas the Big Ten and some other conferences push those games out. But uh, yeah, no, I just wanted to throw that out there. So another game we have, uh, we definitely be watching is uh, Pitt at number three, Clemson. Uh, Clemson should roll in this, but you know Pitt upset them a few years ago, and teams like Syracuse, Clemson's had challenges with in the past as well. So. Uh, Mickey, what are you thinking? You think, yeah, you think I, I, has a chance? I don't care about this game, um, but I will say Clemson hasn't played. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Scotty. <laughs> they haven't played in three weeks, uh, but all the guys with COVID are coming back. That includes Trevor Lawrence, includes a few of their key defenders on that side of the ball. Um, I expect them to be rusty coming out of the gate. Uh, they're given 23 on the line. Clemson's going to win the game, not expecting them to cover the 55 and a half over under probably in jeopardy. Uh, I think it'll be clunky out of the gate, but uh, not having played in three weeks, it's going to be uh, well, it be a little bit of an adventure. And this, I don't think Pittsburgh, I no, I, they're not, this isn't two years ago. This is uh this is what's interesting. You know, Wisconsin Northwestern last week, they were talking about with Graham Mertz, their quarterback and the per the big tens protocols had to sit out three weeks and he couldn't practice. And as a freshman quarterback, and you think you really didn't have a whole lot of you know spring or summer ball, and then you come in and he looked great the first couple, uh, the first week of the season, whatever. But then you had a, a couple of weeks where you sit out in the ACC. Lawrence wasn't he back practicing after ten days? I, I believe so. He was supposed to play last week. Had the Florida State game unfolded. I the 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 game or the team that I looked to in, in this uh, Wisconsin. You know they they 
jumped on Michigan in that game where they came back after a three-week absence, which is a little different than being clunky. But Notre Dame struggled earlier in the season. They had a uh, two- or three-week absence with a bunch of guys testing positive for COVID. And I forget who it was they played in, in the ACC when they came back. It, they were supposed to blow the doors off of, I think, believe it, maybe it was uh, Florida State, and they struggled and, and didn't cover. So I I, I think Clemson's going to gonna have a little bit of rocky go early on in this one, but they'll ultimately – Get it going. Yeah. Mertz is not Lawrence. Yeah, that's true. That's and, true. And Lawrence, he's a champion. Yeah. I mean, kid's a champion. He's a stud. And I, I'm going to have to disagree with you on them coming out rusty. I think they're going to come out firing on all cylinders. I really do. I, I mean, I, I just feel like this team under Davo's leadership, they're going to come out ready to play and they're, they're going to, they're going to light it up. They're going to, and you know, I'm, I'm kind of like giving you a little hint here. I've got a lock of my lock of the week's coming on this game. Oh, yeah. well, save it, yeah, save it, yeah, save no, it. No, I'm not, not, not going to tell you now, but I, but I, I'm telling, I am telling you this now. Clemson's is going to come out and fire it up Saturday. Excellent. Well, we got a few listeners on board listening right now, and uh, let's not give out all the picks right now. Let's, we got <laughs> we got a little bit more of the show to do, so let's let's keep them hooked in. Uh, one other game we did want to touch on, <laughs> and this one, Mickey, I saw you added this to the. Uh, to the slate a little late for the well, show. I, I teased it during the intro because uh, I teased it during the intro, so I feel like you got to talk about it. Yeah, and that that, that is uh, Penn State at Michigan. A couple blue bloods who have chat uh, the bed this year, <laughs> say the least. Mickey, you're the Big Ten. You're one of the Big Ten guys on this crew here. I know you. Uh, I know you love yourself, some James Franklin. <laughs> no, no, James Franklin's awful. I mean, ever since. Ever since Agreed. James Franklin stood at the podium after that loss to Ohio State, what three or four years ago, and 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 said we're good, but we need to be elite, and and he did all of that. Uh, they actually have lost a lot more games than they did in the two or three years leading up to that. It's, he's not the coach to get Penn State over the hump. Obviously, Harbaugh's not the coach to get Michigan over the hump. Uh, I do relish that both of these teams are struggling, but uh, when you look at it through a um, objective lens, because it's always a subjective lens with me. Michigan did come to life last week with a QB change to Cade McNamara, which is a great quarterback name, by the way, uh, since he took over Penn State. First team to start a season ranked in the top 10 on the AP poll to go 0-5 out of the gate. Obviously, something has to give this one. Since Michigan has shown more signs of life than Penn State, I, I got to go with Michigan here. Oh, man. Hey. Matty, you what do you think, man? It's not by the way. Michigan, Michigan's giving one and a half points at home. So this moved a little bit towards Michigan, I think, because it started off at, at one. So that's there you go. She well, see a little money coming in. All, so these, all these lines are talking about moving. It's after I made my bet. So clearly people are following Mickey. So Scotty, yes, what what I was thinking of this yeah. game. You know, it's it's unfortunate for college football, just to be frank. I mean, <laughs> college football is better when teams like a Michigan, Penn State. Nebraska, USC, Notre Dame, you know, some of these traditional teams when they're, when they're good, when they're in there, I mean, I'll, I'll give you this one, right? Indiana's one loss sitting at what number 10 or 11 in the country or 12, whatever it is. And it's kind of a feel good story, but at the end of the day, if you, if you got Penn state or you got Michigan and they're, you know, sitting up there undefeated or one loss in the top 10 and they're battling against the likes of an Ohio state, you got a Clemson and Alabama and Florida set the clash. Notre Dame. I don't know. It just it, I'm a traditional kind of guy. I love the love the traditional names and seeing them up there. So I do think college football is missing a little something this year. 
especially when both of them have been just so bad. Well, for me, misery loves company. And with the Tennessee Vols, the past, <laughs> the, the past decade, like I love seeing these some of these powerhouse programs, especially a Penn State led by James Franklin team struggling. I love that. I love to see Michigan struggling. I said early, early on in the year, even with the Michigan State game, I said Harbaugh's on the hot seat. I said that early in the season. You did. You did. And, uh, you know, we discussed that. Listen, guys, I, I still wouldn't be surprised if he's gone before the end of the season. Yeah, I, I, I can see Harbaugh taking an NFL job. Uh, he's been rumored to the Bears. He's been rumored to the Bengals. I'll start that rumor. Bengals so <laughs> offering him a job. He needs to go. Um, but let's <laughs> we talk about the blue the blue bloods being down in 2020 is not here. But you know, I don't really see Penn State bouncing back unless something changes. I don't see Michigan bouncing up. They've kind of been bouncing at the same level. But there's also the fact that we have Cincinnati, we have Northwestern, we have BYU. We have uh, teams like Coastal Carolina really rising, <laughs> really rising up in the polls, and and I, and I think there's something to be said for these teams that aren't traditional powers to uh, to be taking steps this year, which is pretty exciting. But it's always a better, always a better world when the best teams are, are at the top. Excellent. Well, those are the games we're going to be watching. Our games of interest. So I think it's time we. Uh, how about we get into our picks? Yeah, it's the money making segment. Scotty, kick us off. Yeah, hey guys. Well, like I've already said a little bit earlier, hey, I'm off to a hot start this Thanksgiving weekend and going three and zero on the day. Um, you know, again, like I said, that was that was on some of my NFL picks. So remember to follow me at Scotty Betts. Um, but now let's go ahead and get started for this week in college football. And as we were talking about earlier, Notre Dame. I'm going to have to go with them. I'm going to go with Notre Dame over North Carolina. Minus six. Listen, like we talked about, I think they're a solid team, and I think they're going to simply put up more points than UNC. UNC is going to score points, okay? Tar Heels, they have an inc- they got a high-powered explosive offense, um, but they've just been inconsistent this year with a few bad losses already to, to FSU and UVA. And if you're losing to teams like F- FSU and UVA and, and Notre Dame's a true contender, then they shouldn't have a, a problem, you know, taking care of them. Um, they're going to score points, but then I just see Notre Dame winning by double digits in that one. So, yeah, make sure you put some money on Notre Dame minus six. Another one here is a, one we've not talked about, a little bit of a sleeper pick, Boston College. Boston. Boston College. Clam chata. <laughs> hey, minus one and a half. I'm going to take BC over Louisville at minus one and a half. Listen, Louisville's quarterback, Cunningham, this dude's throwing more picks or just about as many picks as, as he's throwing touchdowns for the season. I see a few a few more this game. I think Boston College is going to – they're going to cover that spread at minus one and a half. Put your money on Boston College. And, uh, guys, I'm ready to give you my lock of the week. Lock of the week? I'm ready to give it to you. Give it to us. Yeah. And if I give you my lock of the week, it's got to be good. Oh, yeah. Let's go. So, here we go. Clemson and Pitt, lock of the week. We're going to throw some major money on this bet. I'm taking the over, 55 and a half. And I, I'm telling you guys, put your money on that 55 and a half. Uh, Clemson's averaging 45 points a game, you know, or and Pitt's averaging 30 points a game. So that's 75 right there. Um, Trevor Lawrence is back, and I'm telling you, they're ready to make a statement. Um, it's my lock of the week, and uh, it, they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna blow them out, man. I, the score, Clemson's gonna put up 55 points by themselves. How's that? So I'm telling you, put your money on this game. Clemson, Pitt over 55 and a half. Hey, one last thing before we move on. I know you guys got some awesome picks, but I got a little something here that I want to start squeaking in each week. Um, something I want to add to the show. And I'm going to call it my triple D pick of the week. 
Triple D, what is that? What is, what's that? What's that stand for? Yeah, well, let me tell you a little bit more about it here. It's my double-digit underdog. Okay, I'm, and I'm going to tell you here each week, somebody that's a double-digit underdog who I feel has got the best chance to win straight up in this game. Right, so you want a big, you want to win big. I mean, that's here we go. Right, you want to drop a hundred bucks on a game on a double-digit dog straight up this week. Here it is. I'm going with the Texas Tech Raiders, baby, plus 11 and a half, wow. straight up over Matty Money's favorite team, <laughs> the Oklahoma State Cowboys. How, you're not riding so high on those Cowboys anymore. I am not riding high on the Cowboys. And after getting blown out by the Sooners, you know what? I kind of like this pick, you know? <laughs> so you, they, they, they got crushed last week, yeah. second loss. They're kind of out of the Big 12 race. And this might be one of those games they just come sleepwalking into, and if Texas Tech gets it going, that Scotty, you may be on to yeah, something with this. Hey, we talked about it last week with Oklahoma State offensive line injuries. Chuba Howard's injured. They flip quarterbacks around, but you lose a rivalry game to your your top top team in that fashion. Like you're not going to be ready to go the next week. Yeah, and listen, I think that that Texas game, that close loss, I, it's got them reeling a little bit, right? They, Barely squeaked by K State, a really bad team. Get hammered by OU. Um, they've lost some confidence, and, and with some of the lineup changes you're talking about, the reeling right now. Texas Tech, you know, straight up at plus three twenty. It's it's worth dropping a few bucks on them. Guns up, boys. Uh-oh. Oh, oh, what's it? Wait a second. What's this? I just got a text message. Uh oh. Yeah, my Gundy. Yeah. Well, even better. The mullet. His mullet. <laughs> C Cash Ooh. has just texted me. Charlie Cash. Has texted me his lock of the week. Oh, all right, guy. yeah, his lock of the week right here, man. So Charlie, if you if you're listening, brother, well, we're about to tell the we're about to tell the nation your lock of the week. He's saying Kent State and Buffalo, and he's picking the over. That's right? a Mackey supremacy battle, yeah, right there. I mean, you're digging deep, Charlie. I love Come it. On, a little matching, little matching action. Matching. And I don't even know what that over. Who know? Who in the world knows what that over is? Uh, we'll pull it up here. I'll we got we, right we got now. all the games uh, yeah. in the model here. So another lock of the week. See Cash, Charlie Cash, man. I'm glad he was <laughs> able to get his pick in. Excellent. <laughs> so he's a friend of the show. So excellent having him uh, chime in here and give his lock of the week. Um, so those are good pairs. Oh. I well, was looking up the line. Go yeah, ahead. go ahead and look up the line and why you're doing that. I just want to give a shout out to Pink Squirrel. Uh, they've been listening uh, to the show on Podbean with us, and I uh, just want to give a big Thanksgiving thank you to well, Pink Squirrel, man. We always like to pick out one guest. We got a bunch of guests that tune in. We like to pick out one guest, give them a shout out. Pink Squirrel, appreciate it. Excellent. Happy oh, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Got the line? Over under on that Kent State Buffalo game is 67 and a half. And C Cash just saying, take that over 67 and a half points right there. You go. I like it. I like it. Nice. Scotty, I like your picks, man. At the, the double digit dog, throwing that out there. One, love the concept. Two, love the pick. That's going to be a good one. And you know what? Thanks, Stephen. It's been kind of you. Two wins today. Follow Scotty on Twitter at Scotty Bats. Follow the show on Twitter at Sports Bats Fun. It's time for me to jump into my picks. I'm Mickey Sanrino. This week, I have four games that I really like, so let's jump in. First one we talked about earlier, Texas giving a half a point to Iowa State at home. Broke this game down. I think Sam Ellinger playing at home, Tom Herman playing for his job, coaching for his job, uh, is, is 
going with my gut, like Scotty did earlier. I think Texas is going to win this one straight up. Love Iowa State. I think Matt Campbell is going to be a big name. Maybe the uh, loser of that Michigan-Penn State game might uh, might be giving Matt Campbell's agent a call. But I got Texas giving a half a point versus Iowa State. Uh, the U- UNC hosting Notre Dame tomorrow. That's going to be a big one in ACC. The over-under on that, 66 and a half. Uh, the line action I got on that was uh, Notre Dame giving five and a half. I love the over. I think points are going to be scored. Very similar to the Clemson-Notre Dame game. We're talking uh, a game that's going to be in the 70s or 80s. So that that uh, 66 and a half over is going to get going to easily be surpassed, I'm going to say, by the third quarter. Uh, Toledo, Ball State dipping into the MAC. I like I like uh I like Charlie Cash's uh, move there, so I'm gonna I'm gonna dip into the MAC myself. This one's off the top of the head. I saw Toledo giving ten to Ball State. Ball so hard, you. I got to go with the Rockets on this one, so I'm taking Toledo giving ten to Ball State, and then my staked in a boom lock of the week. This is a two unit play. We're going back to the the pit of misery in in Ann Arbor, Michigan. Michigan giving one and a half to Penn State. Gan broke this one down. Two teams that are woefully underachieving this season. Uh, Michigan's shown some signs of life with a new quarterback coming in. Penn State 0-5, looking at they're going to end up going 0-6. Michigan's going to win this one comfortably. Uh, That's it. That's the steak dinner lock of the week. Those are my picks. Maddie, where's your action this week? Well, thank you, Mickey. And uh, Scotty, I love both the guys' picks. I like it. Uh, So before I jump into where my action is, I just want to give myself a little pat on the back, maybe uh, uh, boast a little bit. but uh, Maddie's money bets over under system, which utilizes computer simulations. You guys know this. I just want to toot my own horn here. Uh, over the last five weeks, it's just been crushing it since we started a $600 investment five weeks ago with reinvesting the earnings. It's currently up to $1,660. Gentlemen, I don't know if you can do the math real quick, but that's a 276.7% return on that investment. That's a lot of steak dinners. That is a lot yeah. of steak dinners, Mickey. So, uh, and for those of you that, 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 uh, have followed along, you guys know this before our new listeners, you know, we're looking strictly at over-unders and we're looking at our computer model, comparing that to the lines that Vegas has. And we're we're finding where there's a, a gap between what we're seeing there and we're jumping all over those. I love what uh, Charlie, our boy Charlie Cash has coming in with the over. I'm going to give you uh, five picks. Hey, Matt, real quick. I got I to gotta hop in here too. And guys, we dug into these analytics today in, in depth and in, in not only are these picks like this percentage level is outrageous. It's incredible, but we're fine tuning this each week, man. We, we found, we found some awesome stuff today that I, these picks that you're getting ready to throw out, man, the confidence level, I, I'm feeling good about it. We did. Well, and you know, what's interesting and, and what, what Scotty's alluding to is uh, of the, of the 10 picks that, that I missed the, or that the models missed the last five weeks, seven of them have been on unders. And if you look at it, uh, when the model says take the under, been cracked nine times, missed seven times. So what we're doing this week is we're pulling those out. So we're going to get the, the the primo of the primo, and we're just taking uh, over picks, and we got five of them. And let me let me get into them. Let me get it. I know everyone's yeah. waiting for us. So let me get into them. Uh, Notre Dame, North Carolina, sixty eight points. Take the over. The model's showing seventy nine point eight points. So you got an eleven point differential there. Auburn, Alabama. 62 and a half points, model showing 74.4. We're taking the over. Pitt and Clemson, this one's a little tighter. The uh, over under 55, 55 and a half, I believe is what I got it on this morning. Uh, 63.4 is what the model is showing. So that's right there on that threshold, about eight points. Eight, yeah, you know, it's a tight one, but uh, 
I really like that pick. I think, you know, as Scott, as you said, yeah. Clemson might put 55 yeah. up on them. Yeah. Troy Appalachian State, 48.5 is the total points that Vegas is saying. Model showing 59.4. I love it. Uh, I like that pick a lot. Utah, Washington, total points 49. This is Pac-12. This game came together early. These two teams weren't going to play originally. Uh, Pac-12 is a little bit of a, a mystery out there, so I, I typically try to steer clear of them, but 49 points is pretty low. Model showing 61.2, so we're jumping all over that. Again, that's Notre Dame, North Carolina, Auburn, Alabama, Pitt, Clemson, Troy, Appalachian State, Utah, Washington. We're taking the over on those five games. In addition to that, Feeling pretty confident this week. We've got some winnings over the last uh, number of weeks. Hadn't had a losing week yet. Uh, a little, little bit of a new segment. We're calling this Maddie's Money Shot of the Week. And uh, we're actually going to have two money shots because, <laughs> hey, it's, 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 it's a good week, right? And we got a three-game parlay looking at of these five games that we just talked about. We're going to do a three-game parlay on the Pitt-Clemson game, the Utah-Washington game, and the Troy-Appalachian State game. And then the big money shot is we're doing a five-game parlay on all five of those. So we're rolling dice a little bit on that one, uh, see if we can't uh, maybe maybe go big and, and, and make it big here. Uh, but uh, that's Maddie Money's bets, and uh, that's the model we're using. And then two money shots this week, gentlemen. So we'll see how that rolls out. It's good stuff. Yeah, there you have it, man. Those are our picks. Uh, love, love the model. Obviously, more confidence intervals have been added to it, and uh, it just shows. So. Uh, expect uh, expect to do a little bit better than six for nine this week. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's that's the plan, man. So, uh, well, fellas, hey, man, great show. Um, love love that we uh, we got to sit around the table today, and we're in Nashville, Tennessee, and banner a little bit about college football and, and share our picks with everybody. Uh, did we miss anything? Anything we forgot? Uh, well, I, I mean, if what? we remembered it, we were we yeah. were. <laughs> <laughs> I will be sharing. Uh, I'll be sharing either tomorrow or Saturday morning early. I got a lock of the week in the NFL, and I'll be sharing that on Twitter. And I'll tell you what, you're not going to be able. Like you, you, you got, you got to take this bet. I'll be sharing that. We'll be on Sports Bet Fun. Um, you'll see it. You'll see the pick. And I'm telling you, it is a lock. I hope it's not the Ravens and Steelers because <laughs> the more we hear about that one, that one's not going to be played. But. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, we had a great show. Thanksgiving was great. Uh, good to sit around the table and banter with you fellas. And uh, looking forward to the next next time. Also looking forward to uh, making some money this weekend on our picks. Yeah, and for everyone out there, I hope you had a great Thanksgiving. Uh, until then, make sure you follow all the action at Sports Bets Fun, at Nikki Sanrino, at Scotty Betts. Follow me at Maddie Money Bets. All that on Twitter. Uh, for Mickey and Scotty, I'm Maddie Money. Thank you for tuning in to Sports Bets Fun. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody.